0: Hi, this is Stephen Ambrose, Senior Pastor at Wapak Naz I want to welcome you to the WapakNAS podcast. We hope and pray that this message goes deep into your DNA, is encouraging, relevant to your life, a means for you to engage with God and experience His love, and moves you to impact your world. We at Wapak Naz believe firmly that you matter to God. We are glad that you are taking the risk to engage with Him today. Wapak Naz is Love People, Loving People to Jesus, and it takes people to partner with us to be on mission and bring this message to our community, the region, and the world. If you would like to financially partner with Wapak Naz to love people to Jesus, join us by going to our website at wapaknaz.org and becoming a financial partner. We thank you, we pray for you, we love you, and enjoy the message. Yeah, well, good morning. We've said that about 20 times, but I figured, why not add another? Good morning. There it is. Well, um, man. If you want to know where we're going, it's right there. Uh, it's right on the screen for you. Actually, I would suggest that you open up to Exodus 17 uh, for our Wee Sunday. And uh, I, I need, can I have a young one? If you're in elementary school, I could use a volunteer. I think Zadie really wants to do this. Zadie, do you want to come up here? Come on up. I've got a challenge for you. I'd like for you to stand right there. And I'd like for you to put your hands over your head like this. Like you're holding something. Because you're going to hold something. Now, your objective is to keep your hands up. Don't drop them. As long as you possibly can. How long do you think you can do this? Show us your guns. No. How long do you think you can do this? Five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes. Whole, like I can speak for two hours if you need me to. You think you can do that? Ah! <laughs> uh, so next week we're looking for a new piano player um i don't (laughs) (laughs) so if you have any skills or none at all it doesn't really matter i love you sandy you know i'm kidding um wow that was great uh i'm looking in genesis for exodus and that's not where it is wow so um so i'm just gonna keep going you 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 let me know if you're struggling okay i'll check back with you is it hurting no are, are they up? They're not. They're <laughs> Yeah, don't lock them or you're going to burn them up. Well, over the, the last several months, um, particularly the last several weeks, there's been some key scriptures that keep coming to memory, to mind in the moment. Um, and those two key scriptures is the Lord is with you, mighty warrior, from, from the time that, that Gideon was, was called um, in his weakness, to go and defeat the Midianites. And then uh, another key scripture is, is Exodus fourteen fourteen. The The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And the psalmist in Psalm 119 encourages us to hide the word of God in our heart that we might not sin against the Lord. But I, I really think also that it's not merely that we might not sin against the Lord, it's, it's for those moments that we're in battle. And it's really intriguing that Matthew used the word, the term battle, several times in his prayer. Um, when Jesus was in the desert, tempted by the devil, he quoted scripture. Each time the enemy spoke to him and challenged him about his identity, about power, Jesus quoted from Deuteronomy, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, the fifth book of the Old Testament, the fifth book of our Bible, something that he would have learned very, very, very early in his life when he was probably younger than Zadie. You doing okay? Let's move our hands out a little bit more then. There we go. He hid that in his heart, and it... He was able to recall that in moments of battle. I know those of you that are sitting in here and many that would be here on Sunday, you've been in battles yourself, as well as I. Battles such as grief, diagnoses, treatment plans, surgeries, not to mention the peddling messages of fear and doom by propaganda, by media, by social media. Vaccinations and its variants. You name it. Circumstances have a way of coming in and almost suffocating. All of us at one point or another are in battles. Zadie has a battle of herself right now. And what I found is that it's very fitting today that we are talking about battle. This is outside of our um, sermon series, Outsiders. It's fitting that we're talking about battle when we are at We Sunday, because often what happens in battle, when we're facing things, we feel like we're on a solo op, that we're fighting by ourselves, And the fact is none of you who are of the Lord who have his spirit in your heart that you're not empty of his spirit but you're filled with his spirit you are not battling by yourself you're not and so I think it's really important that we go to some battle basics and I found myself often going to this particular text I don't know why it resonates with me but it It resonates it it's rich with insight it realigns my heart and my mind and it helps me wrap everything around so let's go to battle basics today for a very brief time and if you're a note taker I would suggest that you take notes if you have your phone use your phone Um, whatever utensil if you have stone and chisel that's cool too just make sure everybody can hear you all right all right, because we're going to read some scripture here. You're still doing okay. If she's struggling, you got to let me know. She never let me know. All right. Exodus chapter 17, uh, verse 9 or 8, uh, 8 through um, 16. A little background here, some context. This is after 400 years of Egyptian slavery and captivity. And this is after God had used Moses to deliver his people from that oppression, that Egyptian oppression. He's already led them through the impossible place, which is the Red Sea. And now they have traveled and landed by command of the Lord to this place called Rephidim. Rephidim's a valley. And it literally means resting place. However, often as it happens in our life, the resting place was not a resting place for them. They actually began to quarrel and complain about a lot of things. And so what we must understand that resting places, although they may be those places that are rejuvenating for our soul, sometimes in your resting place, and I hope you have a resting place and a resting time, which is the Sabbath, wherever that lands in the week but sometimes we must be mindful that the resting place actually becomes a testing place. And that's what happens right here. So let's jump into the text. Verse 8, chapter 17. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim, the resting place. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow... I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. Zadie, that's you. How are your arms? All right, man, you're stronger than I thought. Excellent. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands. Hold him up high. There you go. Oh, boy. The Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army, With the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it, because I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, The Lord is my banner. He said, For hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord. The Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. Heavenly Father, we pray that Zadie has strength to hold up the staff. But we also ask that the word of God speak deep into our soul and our DNA. That for those of us in battle, it equips us. It empowers us. It gives us perspective. And for those of us that are not in battle... Remember that we are warriors on behalf of the other warriors that are fighting. Quite frankly, all of us are in battle. Prepare us. Get us ready. Strengthen us. I love you, Jesus. Will you teach us today? It's in your name we pray. Amen. Battle basics. Very simple. First rule of battle basics, one, physical battles, circumstantial battles, the things that we face, the diagnosis, the grief, whatever it may be, physical battles are fought on both the physical and the spiritual realm, they're fought on both the physical and spiritual realm, whatever you're facing physically, whatever you're facing relationally, familially, It is a physical and a spiritual battle all at the same time. And we must not forget that. What we see with Joshua is he's fighting the Amalekites with the sword. And Moses, the spiritual leader of the community, is fighting spiritually. Yes, Joshua and those men of military were fighting with sword, stone, shield, and spear. For you and me, how do we fight some of our circumstances? Let's be simple about it. Let's be basic about it. We find a truth in 1 Kings chapter 19. The great prophet Elijah who was himself running for his life and also depressed at the same time. He had a major victory and now he's coming off the mountaintop and he finds himself Physically, mentally, emotionally in a valley. Kind of like the Israelites here at Rephidim. And so he runs and he runs and he finds himself at a tree and he curls up and falls asleep. You good? Don't lock them knees. Keep the knees bent. There you go. Blood flow, kid. Blood flow. And what we find with Elijah is that he sleeps and an angel of the Lord comes and gently touches him and awakens him. And the angel of the Lord does not criticize, demean, medicate. He just wakes him gently and offers him food and water. And then lets him rest again. And he comes a second time. Gently wakes Elijah in his depression, in his running. And feeds him again. And allows him to hydrate. Folks, some of the simplest things that we need to do when we face any type of battle, whether it's anxiety, depression, grief, loss, you name it, work stress, it's very simple. Food, hydration, sleep, exercise, and routine. These are very, very simple things that if you incorporate in your battle that will help you both on the physical and the spiritual level I want to give props to my wife because she allowed me to do this for several days in a row not COVID, grief she made sure I ate she made sure I dehydrated with coffee and hydrated with water and I would go to the gym. I would try to create a routine in my life. Folks, whatever physical battle you're facing, find the routine, eat healthily, get hydrated, get rest, get some exercise. But it's not only a physical battle, it's a spiritual battle. And quite often, it's more spiritual than it is physical. For an athlete, they're at the top of their game physically, but it's the mind that wanes, right? It's the heart. For us in battle, it's our heart and our mind. Moses himself, it says, as long as he held his arms up, are you doing okay? Are you tired? Are you lying? Here, let me help you. How's that? Are you, are you doing okay? If you were hurting, would you tell me? All right, so you're not hurting? Kelly, she good? <laughs> okay. She knows you so well. She'll live. I want to give you props because you're winning the war. Because as Joshua and the rest of the military were out, sling and sword, spear and stone. We had the spiritual leader, Moses, interceding on their behalf at the top of the hill. He was able to see the battle. He was aware of what was going on in the valley. And so for us, it's very important to know that physical battles are in the spiritual realm and we fight completely different. This is something that we talked about early in the year, that we wage war differently. You wage war with weapons that are not of the world. I think we need to be mindful of this because there are those out there that are waging war against you and the church. If you want to hear a testimony about that, listen to Travis's testimony on Spotify. He was a man, a young man in the church of Satan, waging war against the church. We must call upon the Father. Ephesians chapter six, this is a note that's not up on the screen. Ephesians chapter 6, at the very end, 10 through 18. Paul says, "Therefore put on the full armor of God and stand firm. This armor of God is not something you own or you possess but you have access to. This isn't yours. This is God's. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the belt of truth, the the shoes studded and ready for war, and the sword of the Spirit. These are not things you own. They are called upon and given by God himself. The mighty warrior the one who called Gideon, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. We are saved by grace, by God's grace. We are given righteousness because it's not our own, it's Christ's. Our faith is developed because God develops it inside of us, especially through times of testing. God himself, who is truth, Everything is held together by that. And our feet are girded, ready with the gospel of peace. We are warriors who wield the weapon of peace. And Matthew, I appreciate the fact that he read Philippians chapter 4. A peace that surpasses all understanding of our circumstances. For many of us that are in battle... We only see just a little bit of the circumstance. So if God's peace surpasses the circumstances and those things that we understand, it also surpasses those things that we don't understand. The uncertainty. The ambiguity. The things that we will not see. You and I must call upon the Lord to give us the full armor of God on a daily basis on a daily basis Paul says this it's another note if you want it 2 Corinthians chapter 4 you good? awesome man I'm so impressed with you there you go I that was a trick wasn't it <laughs> you passed the test Paul says this, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, folks, even strong arms get weak. Even Zadie grows weary. You do. I know you do. Tired. Tired. Even you get tired. You're youth. You're young. You're vibrant, but I'm sure you get tired. Folks Are you shaking your head no? <laughs> and folks, even the strongest, deepest faith, you need to be aware of this. Even the strongest, deepest of faith can be on the brink of breaking if we're not mindful. We are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, not on the physical, but on what is unseen. It's amazing that the kingdom of God and Jesus Christ can actually move us to begin to see the unseen. For what is seen is temporary, for what is unseen is eternal. A.K.A. our battles are not only physical, but they are spiritual in the spiritual realms that you cannot see with your physical eye. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. Moses. You okay? Your fingers are asleep? Is that code for my arms are getting tired? No, can't. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to you want to put that down? No. Wow, wow, I'm impressed. Please don't call children's services on the pastor. <laughs> Whoo! Ah, uh, lost my place. <laughs> no. At some point in this battle, Moses' arms got weak. The strength that he had in his physical body began to wane. So Moses wasn't the only one. Aaron, his brother, and Hur came beside him, propped him up with a stone, and when his arms got weaker, they actually held his arms up. There's a guy at the gym that I I lift with periodically. And the guy is 58, 59 years old, and he could outdo a lot of people. And there are moments where he tells me to do 15 to 20 reps with a certain amount of weight, and I think, man, I got this. But at 12 or 13, I don't got this. And he pushes my arms up. He says, let's go. He pushes them up. And it gets me to 15, and it gets me to 20. We need people who are warriors on our behalf. Again, it's not a solo op. It feels like we're it's a solo op, but it's not a solo op. It's not a solo mission. However, your mind convinces you that you can do this on your own, that is a blatant lie. Whether it's of the enemy or you're telling yourself and you're believing it. It's a blatant lie. We need one another. We need warriors who come alongside of us and on behalf of us. Moses wasn't fighting him by himself. He had two people beside him. Joshua wasn't the only one wielding the sword. He fought also beside others and others fought beside him. We need presence and we need prayer. He didn't know I was going to do this but I'm going to give Matthew props after a long day some of you may know he's already he's been deployed um, in Ohio throughout the week and on on the weekends due to COVID and he's got long days traveling whether it's from Cincinnati to Canton to Columbus to Kettering to Dayton you name it he's going there doing his due diligence in the military but on Friday when we made the decision for comfort care this guy shows up at the hospital in his military uniform at the viewing on Tuesday he shows up at Zenia Nazarene in his uniform didn't stay there long didn't need to he did stay there long on friday but it was his presence i've said often on sundays your presence is important your participation is even more important but your presence is important if you're a teenager if you're a senior and anyone in between if you're a young lady you are important Your presence is important in people's lives especially when they can't hold their arms up you are important but beyond that your prayer is important whether you're a spiritual leader in your house or not your prayers are important but I want to talk to those that are not spiritual leaders in their house you're a teenager if you're a kid sometimes the spiritual leader in your house needs you they need you to lift them they need you to come up to them and say i'll hold your staff for a second practically speaking they need you to come to them and say i love you and i want to pray for you So if you're not the spiritual leader in your household if you're a teenager talking to this group over here and right here your family needs you to fight for them sometimes. Kids Jesus actually says the kingdom of, uh, of God belongs to those such as these meaning you who have childlike faith and I wish I could get there may act like a child sometimes but my faith sometimes becomes a little bit too adult and so does yours adults you look too much into the physical and you try to calculate things God is an incalculable God he's a God of the infinite we need you to be warriors sometimes so let your kids fight for you sometimes lastly It says in 14 through 16. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword, the physical. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this on a scroll as something to remember and make sure that Joshua hears it. Moses built an altar and called it, The Lord is my banner. He said, For the, lo- for the hands were lifted up to the throne of God. The physical was also one in the spiritual. And Joshua needed to remember the victory that was held. You good? All right. You're squirming a little bit. You're doing great, though. (laughs) 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 You're dismissed. I can't follow that. Come on, kid. You're hilarious. I love it. What Joshua didn't know in this moment was that Joshua eventually would be leading the Israelite people. The baton of leadership would be passed from Moses to Joshua and Joshua would begin to lead the people in a moment of grief. If you want to find that out look at the end of Deuteronomy and the beginning of Joshua. Two very key chapters in the life of Moses and Joshua and the people of Israel. Folks, victories of the Lord must always be remembered for battles yet to come it's a battle basic you must remember the victories that have been won in the past because they will gird you, they will strengthen you for the battles yet to come that you have no idea the Lord knew what was going to happen in Joshua's life 40 years later the Lord knows your journey tomorrow He knows what you will face next month, next year. Remember the victories that you've had. If you can't, take time, pause, write them down. It's very important you remember the victories that you've had in the past. With all that to say, some practical things beyond what's been said already sometimes it feels like you're alone we've already had that discussion in the body of christ particularly in this church doesn't matter in any of the other churches in this church we fight from within community you need community i need community and one of the practical ways that we have is life group life group is in two seasons spring and fall They're about 11 to 12 weeks each. They begin this evening. Life group at 5 o'clock, Winan's basement, enter from the back. Matthew's life group at Matthew Kirkpatrick's house in Chris's house in Dean and Oliver's house on Monday evenings and at the Lynch's on Thursday mornings. This season of spring, we're going through hope in the dark very fitting I listened to this book back in September and I thought man we need this because it deals with the hard questions of faith it deals with our wrestling our why all of us have a a life sized why it just eats in the back of our minds this isn't going to resolve everything for you but I can tell you it will plow your ground and it will also bring some healing the book is five dollars don't let the cost keep you from getting this book we will take the hit we want you to grow that is why we exist so that you can grow in your relationship with God and so they're out there on the table uh, for you to go ahead and pick up Um, yes if you don't have the funds today you can pay at a later date if you want to give one to somebody um, i've bought one for my sister already um, and i'm going to give send one to my nephew he's dealing with a lot of rough stuff feel free go ahead and do that if we need more we'll get more the other thing this past month of january you guys have been in the gospels hopefully you've stuck to it there are 89 chapters three chapters a day We are going to saturate ourselves in the Word of God and continue this journey through the New Testament. Acts, Romans, 1 and 2 Corinthians. 73 chapters, 3 chapters a day. There's 28 days in February. This is not a leap year. You can do it. Remember, the Word of God being hidden in our hearts. One, that we may not sin against the Lord. But two... For those moments in battle that we must recall the scripture that encourages us, that helps us filter out the deceptions and the lies that we tell ourselves, that others tell us, the enemy tells us, the world tells us. And we begin in the book of Acts. And let me tell you, this is so good for us. Saturate your soul in this book. I almost just said we're going to read this book three times this month. It's so good. We need it. Lastly, be love people, loving people to Jesus. It's our mission statement. Love people, loving people to Jesus. Love one another. How we do that practically speaks highly of who we are. I've heard testimony after testimony of people who have been dealing with X, Y, or Z. And you, you have called you have texted you have sent cards you have brought meals you have prayed you have stopped by that's what makes this group of people so unique and special and makes other people want jesus they see that in you so i challenge you to be love people loving people to jesus christ back to you I didn't expect you to last this long but it proves the point that we need people battling for us because sometimes when we're weak you're stronger than we are you're stronger than we are. So thank you, Zadie. Are you tired yet? Are you... St- yes. Let me relieve you. Thank you, Zadie. <laughs> so I'm going to ask that you stand. And... whomever you're sitting around so this is this is going to be a practical moment if you are not the spiritual leader in your home I'd like for you to go to those spiritual leaders in your home that means if you're a teenager go somewhere where your family is if you're a teenager and you don't have family here that's okay find somebody who's a spiritual leader in your life Make sense? And go. And go. Dude, we're not standing in the corner, bro. Go to the spiritual leaders in your home. Stop it. And those that are not the spiritual leader in your home that you've gone to, I want you to pray for those spiritual leaders. Two the rest of us whose family is not here I want you to pray over the person next to you or in front of you and if you need to physically go there that's fine if you're a little leery about COVID that's cool be at a distance and reach out your hand but the objective here is that no one in this room is not prayed for right? right? so if you're standing alone you shouldn't be we need people to go to those people. Yep. I'm asking that you go to those people. Can you do me a favor? There's two people in the back. They need to pray over them. Virginia and the Mike. Awesome. There it is. Stand in between them. There you go. And I'm going to allow you for a moment to pray over those people. Pray for courage, pray for strength, pray for wisdom, whatever it is that they need navigating in their life. Will you just have a moment with the Lord? I'm not going to talk. You're going to pray. Ready? Heavenly Father, you are, you are the Lord is our banner. You're the banner held high. You're the name that we raise. You're the name that we praise. You are the mighty warrior. You are the infinite God. And Lord, I, I call upon you on behalf of this congregation. Those that are standing here, those that are not able to be here today those that call this place their home church Lord I I lift them up in your name remind them that though they may stand feel like they're standing on their own that they're being fought for on behalf of and Lord I, I ask in your name that you put your armor on us the full armor of God that you strengthen us from the inside out with the peace that you are will you grant us wisdom to navigate these circumstances of our life that just seem well out of control that make us feel powerless and helpless and hopeless God you are the God of power you spoke the creation into existence. You made it all out of your imagination and came from your mouth. That's power. And Jesus, you you sacrificed yourself on the cross and in surrender, the most powerful way possible. So Lord, I ask that you empower each individual. Child, teen, adult, that is a part of this body. Will you grant us perspective? Will you help us find the routine and take care of ourself, our physical self, but may we also know that the battle is actually won in the spiritual. Will you call us into prayer, deep prayer, not just pocket prayers, not just prayers in the moment, but deep conversations with the Lord Almighty. And I ask that you move on our behalf And Lord, even if the circumstances don't turn out the way we want them to, that you ultimately get all the glory and the credit and the honor. And that on the other side of it all, that our trust in you, that our faith in you is so much stronger and deep that we are able to face the next battle in our life and people see you in our life, that it is a testimony and a witness to the one true God, our Lord. I love you, Lord. We ask for your favor, your presence, and your peace as we go from this place. Will you prompt each of us to pray for the people that we sit beside or sit in front of or behind throughout this week? I love you, Jesus. And I praise you, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Folks, may you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And will you please love your neighbor as yourself. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Nas podcast. We hope you are moved deeply to step into God and the hope and future he has for you. And that you are moved to be salt, light, and yeast in your community and to love people to Jesus.